Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me today is fill-in for Zach Mabry, Caitlin Fasista. Caitlin, you're the first-ever three-timer on the podcast. How does that make you feel? That is just wonderful. Thank you so much for this honor. Oh, it is an honor. Uh, So Zach has a job and responsibilities, and it's very busy time for him. So at the last moment, he had to uh, wish me well, say best of luck, but I can't make it this week. So we scrambled, and we when when you're in trouble, the best person to call is your mom, (laughs) right? So we called everyone's Twitter mom, Caitlin. Uh, cried a little bit, and she was like, "Okay, I'll come on." So that that's uh, that's how we did this. What uh, so okay? It's the first podcast of the new year, besides the twelve days of Christmas. How uh, how was the New Year's? How was the Christmas for you, Caitlin? Did uh, did the kids get gifts? Did they like them? Did they hate them? What's up with? Oh okay. yes, oh yeah. We had a really nice Christmas. We didn't travel or anything. Uh, My husband actually had the day off this year, so that was exciting. Yeah, it was a Christmas miracle for sure. Um, Yeah, we didn't really do too much. It was just really relaxing. The kids got some cool presents. Um, They got this like climby playground dome thing. Jungle Jimmy type thing. Yeah, and it's like the real deal. It's really cool. You just... it's nice that you had like a spare room or spare space that you could set that up in. Yeah, our house layout is really weird. Um, it, we have two living rooms, which like, I guess that's a common thing. I don't know. Um, I thought I grew up in like a normal house, but we only had one living room. But uh, I don't know if it's like a Midwest thing. People have two living rooms. I don't even know, but so there's uh, two type of people have two living rooms it's those in the midwest and the queen of england those are the yes. two people that have two living rooms that's fun yeah i saw the pictures of that thing and it looked pretty intense did you and uh your husband climb around on it while the kids were asleep or while they were awake <laughs> yeah it's it's really cool actually like we can climb on it and um like hanging off of it it's like five feet tall oh wow so yeah it's really cool. I was not expecting it to be this big. And then on Christmas Eve, we spent like three hours putting it together. So, but it was fun. It's really cool. The kids will get some nice bumps and bruises on that thing, I'm sure. Yes. Luckily, I know a doctor. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I hear his rates are pretty insane. And it's a t- it's tough to go through insurance with that one. Uh, uh, I don't know. When you're a resident, I mean... You get money where you can. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's fun. That's good. That's good stuff. So did, yeah. did the kids stay up for uh, to watch the ball drop on New Year's Eve? Is that a thing that they do or even know about? No. So we went to the uh, Christmas, or not Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve like vigil mass for, um, for the Solemnity of Mary. Right. And... It was so it ended at like seven and we were leaving and our priest was like, hey, kids, are you going to like, you know, stay up till midnight? And I was like, Father Dan, they didn't know yeah. that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but 
luckily it gets super dark super early so they would have no idea if it was like 8 p.m or midnight right you're just like hey you made it it's midnight go to sleep yep good night yeah yeah basically they're too little i mean i don't know what what age they really grasp the concept of time but they're not at that age yet yeah oh hey i just remembered you went to seek well uh, yeah kind of you (laughs) did a little seek sneak Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't intend to sneak in though, so I don't feel bad. Um, I was going to meet Taylor Scholl from Forte and I was at the little checkpoint and I had all my kids with me and then one of my kids had to go potty. And so I just asked the security guards like, Hey, where's the nearest restroom? I have to take this kid potty. And she let me through to the nearest bathroom, which just happened to be like in the conference center. So while we were there, I just kind of poked around a little bit, you know, How? and uh, it was fun. <laughs> was there, like, booths set up? What What is it like? It, just people hanging out? All these kids doing rambunctious kids things? It was crazy. It, it was so big. There were so many people there. But there were certain rooms where they were, like, double-checking your badges, and so I couldn't go into those rooms. But there was, like, a one giant room where everyone had booths and stuff. And so there were, like, vendors and, um, like, different colleges and different ministries and stuff that all had stuff there. That's fun. That's a... Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Exciting times. Exciting times around the Fasista household. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? Did you have a good Christmas and everything? And everything. Yeah. uh, Christmas was fine. Hung out with the family. It was uh, was good. For New Year's, I was in Dallas hanging out with Zach. And uh, Dallas is a nice place. And now I am currently sitting 90 minutes outside of Phoenix in a cabin in the woods. Not talking to anybody except this. I think you're the first person I've spoken words to in a few days. And it's been very nice. yeah, I just kind of, well, I just kind of walk around and awesome. stroll through the woods for for a while, and uh, I haven't gotten any snow, unfortunately. There was snow on the ground when I got here, but there isn't any new snow, which is a bummer. But you know, hopefully, hopefully sometime. But yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, it's been good just to sit around and do nothing. Uh, although I've been doing yeah, I've I bet. Been, I've been doing a lot of that recently, so. Uh, I guess I'm talking to the mother of three about how great it is to sit around and do nothing. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, our family actually has a cabin in Flagstaff, too, so I'm just thinking about that and how nice it sounds. Yeah. All right. We're live podcasting from the cabins here. That's what we're going to do. That's what's going to happen in 2019. Yes, yes. I mean, if you're, like, in a cabin, I feel like you shouldn't be podcasting right now. You should just, like, go sit outside. Uh, it's kind of dark out and now it's scary. It gets scary when it's dark out, Caitlin. You never know what's, you never yeah, know what's hiding like behind the bears. trees. That's true. Yeah. It could be, uh, a- axe murderers. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You never know. One time we pulled up to our cabin and someone, so like we had this estranged friend that we didn't really talk to anymore, but he knew where the cabin was. And he was just there at the cabin, and it was really weird. That is that's so you never know. Weird. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't tell friends where this place is. Yeah, yeah. you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So what we thought we would do is uh, a question and answer episode where we just said to Twitter, we will answer any of your questions that you have for us. Okay. So we have some. Okay. Uh, we'll just go through them here. First of all, this is not a Twitter question. This is a me question. Uh, what's your favorite non-Tolkien book? Um, other than the Bible? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> My favorite non-Tolkien book? This is terrible. Why didn't you give me these questions beforehand? Oh, it's uh, people love dead air on podcasts. So they just love they love <laughs> no. when they're listening to a podcast and people just go, uh, um. Oh, they should listen to my podcast then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tiwa Tolkien <laughs> podcast, a podcast for the Hobbit at heart. Yes. Okay. Anyways, so I guess my favorite, before I really like fell in love with all the Tolkien stuff, I really liked Ray Bradbury. And uh, Fahrenheit 451 was probably my favorite book. Okay, But it's been so long since I read anything that wasn't Tolkien because we I keep leading book clubs <laughs> reading through Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, like, we did the Lord of the Rings, and then we did The Hobbit, and then we did The Silmarillion, and now we're doing The Lord of the Rings again. And so it's been, like, two years since I've read anything else. Wow. So uh, I should probably take a little break. Yeah, it's all right. As soon as you can recite them in uh, Hobbit language, that's when you can take a break. Elvish? Is it Elvish? What is it? Yes, Elvish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Got that one. All right. So, on with the questions. Our first question comes from Emily Rose at Stoned Rock at Stone Rocked. What is your favorite devotion? Are you asking me, or is this so like? Are you for asking both yourself? Of us. So we can. We'll both answer it. Okay. So I'll, I'll go for. I. I don't know. I've talked about how I, the rosary is a thing that I do consistently. So I guess that's probably my favorite devotion. I. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know. I, I won't say. I'll, I'll say that and be lame because it's not lame. But I don't have like another particular devotion that I do. Um, yeah. Unless trying, unless not eating meat on Fridays is a devotion. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I've, you're the Catholic. You've been Catholic a lot longer than me, so you should probably know. Yeah, that's a good point. What about you? Um, my, I think my favorite is the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Okay, that's a good one. That's yeah. That's just the one I've like known about the longest, and it was a lot less intimidating than the Rosary, just because all the prayers are shorter and and it doesn't okay. change every day. That's fair. So it's hard to remember, like, what days the mysteries are, you know, like, how everything fits and, like, which prayers you say at the beginning. So mm-hmm. the rosary is just, like, a little harder for me to remember. One of the priests at the parish I went to in Los Angeles would often give a penance of doing the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which I thought was interesting. That's, like, yeah, that's really cool. That That's a lot tougher than any of the penances we get at our parish well they're always like say one hail mary yeah one time i got that as a penance and i didn't actually know what to say and i left my phone in the car so i was like well all right luckily you can luckily you have a bit of time to do your penances right otherwise i would have been in trouble Mm -hmm. and i would have had to go 
grab my phone. I would have been like, uh, you got to hold mass for a bit because I have to grab my phone because I don't know how to say the <laughs> chaplet of divine mercy. Yeah. Our mom's group here actually meets every other week and like we have the babies play in the little like church nursery and we say the chaplet of divine mercy together so that's really cool that's fun yeah that's a good one all right adam minahan from catholic man show he gave us five questions all right okay he got real rambunctious and he's he said one his main he has one main question so we'll ask his main question first and then we'll ask the other ones uh is eggshell a color or a texture i think it's a texture because there are so many different colors of eggs and so you couldn't really say it's one color oh okay so so, but I guess that's true because I've heard people say this is like eggshell white, right? When they're looking through pictures. Yeah, but like that's absurd because there are so many different colors of eggs. Right. Uh, there's the like, yeah, yeah. That I didn't even think about that when I asked the question. That's a good. Well, what is the te- is so it's a texture you can use. What when you're like I don't know like when I think when someone says when someone says eggshell it just makes me think of like when you. When you're making like a cake batter and you accidentally crack the eggshell into the batter and then it's like crunchy. So I don't know. Or like walking on eggshells is kind of like you get a texture kind of image. Okay. One time when I was, I don't know, when I was younger, like six months ago, um, I, <laughs> I was like, why am I throwing away these eggshells when I can just put them down the garbage disposal? Right. What? Okay. I never claimed to be smart, Caitlin. Uh, so I put a few down the garbage disposal like a normal adult person, and it backed up my sink real bad, like after a week. So uh, yeah. I'll never do that again. Yeah, yeah I, I actually grew up without a garbage disposal. So when we, like, I don't know why we, we just don't, I didn't realize they were, like, normal to have. So when we lived in a rental house that had one, I was like, what is this? I probably probably would have done the same thing too you're like there's a monster in the sink and he only comes out when you flip this switch <laughs> yeah that's what i tell the kids yeah just kidding all right that would, uh, no uh at minahan eight again asks what age did you get your first cell phone um you you can go first okay, I'll I'll go. Can't, i'm trying to remember okay so i I think I was around the age I started driving. Okay. So that must have been 16, obviously. Like, but I think I might have gotten one a little bit slightly before, just uh, because back then cell phones weren't like a thing like they are now. So there, mm-hmm. so I would, I mean, I. I didn't even have my first cell phone didn't have the ability to like text or go on the internet or anything. So I just kind of left it in the car and I just, I didn't really take it anywhere with me. Uh, the first time I ever sent a text message from a phone that I owned was I think going into junior year of college. Uh, (laughs) I, I know that sounds strange, huh? But I, that was like the first time I got one of those 
fancy texting phones? I think I was like 13 when I got my first phone because I know I had it in like my freshman year of high school, but I had had one for a while. So it must have been like 13, but I couldn't use the internet or send text messages. It was like $5 a month extra to send text messages. Right. And so I had to pay my mom $5 every month. So I remember when I got that, like, cause I had to like earn it with, with faithfully giving her the $5. I like it. That is good, good, strong parenting right there. Charging your kids money for stuff. I like it. Yes. You could do a whole side business charging. You have three kids. That's a lot of money to be made in that. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure my parents like gave me the allowance, but then I just had to give $5 of it back. <laughs> I didn't have like a job when I was 13. Right. <laughs> but I guess that in theory, it teaches you responsibility. Sure. If you take something more seriously if you give have to give money away right yeah okay right uh one more here from adam what type of wine do you think jesus made from water have you ever thought about this before no i don't know we should have asked sarah um catholic drinky because I don't really know. I I don't know my wines very well. I just always imagined red, red wine. <laughs> right. That, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's kind of the impression I always got, too, for some reason. But I also had a thought once that it would be, like, the most, it would have to have been the most perfect wine, right? It would have, it or it would have been the perfect wine for whatever that moment called for. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why it was such a revelation to me when I thought about that maybe a year or two ago about how he wasn't just like bibbity bobbity booing just random water into random wine, right? Like it, and even it mm-hmm. even says there that you save the best wine for last, so it had to have been some yeah, it had to have been some pretty snazzy wine. But yeah, red. I I think we'll we, I think uh, we decree that it was red wine, right? Yes. What did Sarah, I think Sarah said that like her favorite is Burgundy. So, but I guess she said that that's from Burgundy, France, right? I can't remember. So I guess it probably wouldn't be Burgundy then if it wasn't in Burgundy. Yeah. To be honest, whenever someone else talks on the podcast, I don't pay attention until it's my time to talk again. I just sit sit there. I'm like, when's it, is it time for me to go? It's time for me to go. And then I just jump in. (laughs) <laughs> well you're telling everyone all the secrets now mm, it's all right we you know sometimes you just have to just shred that veil not just pull it back all right here's one <laughs> this will kind of play into your the podcast you did on your with your husband on Tiwa Tolkien podcast okay this is from Christopher Lee at techie underscore Lee my question would be what do you two think of the church's RCIA program and how well do you think it does introducing newcomers into the church? Now, for those of you that listen to Caitlin's podcast, you know that she and her husband did not go through RCIA. Uh, But did you, do you think it's something you missed out on? Were you kind of bummed that you couldn't have that experience or were you, do you actually prefer to not go through it? 
Um, I don't know. Well, so my mother-in-law actually went through RCIA about two years ago, and I actually got to be her sponsor. So I kind of saw some of the stuff she was learning. Okay. And I think, it, I mean, it seems like it varies really greatly uh, between parishes and dioceses. Um, dioceses, but like yeah. the stuff she was, yeah, I don't know. The stuff she was doing was like very intense and like she works two full-time jobs and she would come home with tons of homework and like I think it gave her kind of the impression that she was like studying herself into Catholicism which like it's good to know what you're getting into but I feel like um the way they did it where she was doing RCAA was just like I don't know it felt like you were taking some kind of like entrance exam and like they wouldn't let you become catholic if you didn't pass entrance exam kind of, into salvation caitlin yeah that, <laughs> i don't know it just so and like seeing how she was perceiving everything she was going through i could tell she kind of felt that way mm-hmm. um well so well, that is kind like of a common complaint about catholicism that protestants have like right or like trying to backdoor mm-hmm. our way into things or it's rigid or this and that. So I, I could see where it would kind of be kind of s- shocking to convert and then have that kind of thrown in your face. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I think the idea of RCIA is good because you shouldn't just like become Catholic without knowing what becoming Catholic means. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really know enough about it, I guess. I wouldn't want to, like, say anything bad about it, but that's just what I've seen kind of from what she went through. Yeah, the the only time, well, actually, I'm a godfather times two now, but uh, the fir- the second one was for a child, and the first one I was sponsor slash godfather for uh, an adult, but I, I don't think he went through RCIA either. Um, in mm. fact, I know he didn't. But so I didn't I didn't get to experience any of that. So I don't I don't know. I might the comparison for me would be confirmation class before I was getting confirmed. Yeah. And I can't remember a single thing about that. But also I got confirmed with like at least four of my closest friends. So it was basically just an excuse to be bros and hang out uh, on a Sunday (laughs) night. It was basically uh, bro formation, and it was just for us guys, Caitlin. That's basically what I'm saying. Well, well, good for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I'm sure they said good stuff, but I was just a yeah. punk teenager who who didn't care about <laughs> didn't care about listening to no one. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Like what most teenagers don't. I I don't know. I, I think that's okay to some extent. Mm-hmm. I saw a little advertisement in our bulletin. I don't remember if it was like our parish or somewhere we visited, but they were they were doing this like mandatory um, volunteering thing. Mm-hmm. And it it basically they, they were saying like, this is the mandatory volunteering thing for confirmation people and we won't confirm you unless you do this stuff. And that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. Like, it felt like they were, like, holding confirmation over people and being like, you have to volunteer this many hours. I don't really know how yeah, it works, though. So. Actually, that we had – so I think we had something like that. We also had – we had to go to a overnight retreat, 
uh, and we watched Austin Powers mm-hmm. at it. So that's all I remember from that. It was like kind of like a fasting retreat too. Uh, oh. Where we couldn't eat, but we watched Austin Powers' Man of Mystery, or International Man of Mystery. That sounds like a really productive retreat. Yep. All right, here you go. Here might be the best one. All all the questions are good, but but here's a great one, okay? It comes from at Gritch914. All right, get ready. In what order okay. would you eat the different items from Trump's fast food buffet? <laughs> um, okay, I. You know what? I'm like. Just wait, thank you. Caitlin, about this. just to remind people, we ha- they had pizzas, they had 300 hamburgers, many many French fries. <laughs> okay, that's that's what they had. <laughs> Why didn't they have Chick-fil-A? Like, that was just a huge missed opportunity for, like... I know. I just... I'm dumbfounded. Like, if I was going to have, like, the best fast food that America has to offer, I I just... Anyways, I probably would have eaten the the hamburgers, I guess, because they're probably the only thing that wouldn't be, like, disgustingly cold at that point. Yeah, so it was... uh, One thing I did see is that... uh, there wasn't like a Wendy's close to the White House. So someone basically suggested Wendy's and then they went on like a mega food run to go to the closest Wendy's, which was not necessarily close to the White House. And the person's, person who said that was like, that's how much power that man has, that he can command Wendy's as an inconvenience and it will just appear immediately. But it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the weird the weird things there were there were a bunch of filet fishes, which I, I Yes. I don't think are bad, but like certainly you can like tamper down some of those and uh up up like the the junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's, right? Yeah, well like with the filet fishes especially, you have to eat them within like ten seconds of being handed them before they get soggy and cold so just like and like the french fries like i just i just can't even think about this like well they were under presidential heat lamps caitlin so oh okay yeah i think the uh spicy nuggets podcast should probably give their take on this yeah they're the ones qualified to do it but i you know in solidarity with them i would go for the wendy's and then the i don't know i like big macs and whopper this is see this is he was correct. It is all our favorite foods. We had a spread of Amer- the greatest food America had to offer. Whoppers. Except Chick-fil-A. Except Chick-fil-A. No, yeah, that would have been great. Okay. Honestly. Next question. What is your favorite Marian apparition, and what is a Catholic, Catholic pilgrimage you would like to make? This comes from Chelseaac92. So my dad has been to Lourdes a couple times and he says that it is very great and that I would enjoy it. So I think that is the pilgrimage that I would like to make. Uh, My favorite Marian apparition is Medjugorje. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, Lords, that I I would like to do that. He he said he's been there like once in the off season and once kind of when a lot of people go, just because that's when he's been in that area. And he says it was great both times. But yeah, I would really enjoy that. Or um, I would I'd probably like to do some like following the passion type thing where you kind of follow along those historic sites mm-hmm. that would be cool what about you yeah i actually went to i went to israel when i was 11 okay and we did that whole um that whole little walk but if i remember correctly it's kind of that area is just like a little shopping center now and so it uh but we also weren't catholic so we didn't go to any of the like catholic sites mm-hmm. <laughs> we I don't even remember, really. I mean, I was 11, so I don't remember a ton of it, but uh, that would be cool to go back there. But I think my favorite Marian apparition is Our Lady of Guadalupe, just because I'm from Phoenix, and, like, uh, she was just really popular there, so she's, like, the first Marian apparition I ever learned about. We have a we and have then, a giant road in Phoenix named Guadalupe, so. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like everything on the West Coast is named after something Catholic, and like, like San Diego, like, you know, or like Santa Monica. Like, I, I did not think about that until like last year that those are Catholic names. Sure, Juniper, okay. Junipero Serra. <laughs> yeah, like I just, it's amazing. But so then, probably like the pilgrimage I would want to do is I would want to go back to Oxford and go to Tolkien's grave. Oh, yeah. Because I've been to Oxford before, but it was really cold, and we had Lily, and she was a baby, and it was, like, rainy, and we just, I don't know, she was, like, fussy, and we didn't end up getting to the actual grave. We just kind of, like, were around that area. Going to grave sites, I, I did a lot of that towards the end of my time in Los Angeles and that was a blast. I liked just wandering around. It was so peaceful. But yeah, all those those grays over there are probably no joke. Did you see Internet's own woke space Jesuit went to Tolkien's gravesite? I think he tagged you in it. What? When? A couple days ago. Recently? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. That's nice. I get tagged a lot when people go go there. It's it's very comforting, I guess. Yeah. It's nice nice to no, people are visiting him. It is. It's so sweet. All right. At Carmelite Nick, the Frank Friar asks, oh, where is it? Here it is. I, I just accidentally hit the button where you refresh the tweets, so it jumped all the way to the top. <laughs> oh, no. Can turkey meat make true bacon? Why or why not? You can go first okay, with this one. Okay, I will one. go first. I, uh, I think by definition of, I, I don't actually, you know, I don't know what the precise definition of bacon is. If if bacon, by definition, is something coming from a pig, then obviously a turkey cannot. So bacon is a type of salt cured pork. The internet says. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So by definition, so no. By definition, you, turkey cannot make bacon. So it shouldn't be called turkey bacon. It should be called like turkey strips of meat. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess by if we're go, if we're strict definitionists, which we are, mm, very trad when it comes to uh, to uh, definitions. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, I don't even know how to say this name, but I, I interact with him a lot. Aburian Quinn, you know Aburian Quinn blog. Oh yeah, yeah. Hot stove is Bryce Harper elite? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh wow! Oh, that's that's sure to trouble all the baseball fans out there. <laughs> oh, is that what that that's is? That's what that is. It's some hot stove <laughs> is Bryce Harper elite? That's just like a word salad to me. That means nothing. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It yeah I yeah he I will say that he is elite ish he's very good and he's going to make a lot of money that's what the answer is someone's he's elite so does he go to brunch I, he can afford many many brunches Caitlin he wow yeah he's he's going to make probably like uh, thirty to forty million dollars a year here coming up to play baseball so. That's like four mimosas. <laughs> That's true. Did you see that thing uh, about how Vegas has those 24-karat gold chocolate bars? Yes, that looks so dumb. Yeah, well, he can afford a bunch of those now, so. <laughs> like six or seven, probably. Yeah. All right, Bianca at The Shadows Crank asks, what are your personal views on swearing? Okay. I don't really care that much. Um, I don't swear. Um, I just think it's kind of gross. And uh, it's also impractical because I have tiny ears with me all the time. So when I met Hunter, yes. he sweared in front of my kids on accident. And I yelled at him. But oh, no. what about you? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. I, the story I always tell is I tore my ACL in high school playing football. And from what I remember, I think I said every word I've ever heard, like swear words and non-swear words multiple times. (laughs) So I like to joke that I got it out of my system there. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't have a problem with swearing. I just don't, don't be, don't blaspheme or take like, the Lord's name in vain or like Mary's name in vain. Also, actually here's something I wanted to discuss. This brings up a good point. I, I don't think people pay attention when they, instead of saying uh Holy S, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Yes. They'll, they'll replace the S with something else, but they'll still use the Holy Part of mm-hmm. me thinks that, that that should not be a thing. I don't know if that's blasphemous, but like, whole. What about holy smokes? Because you could be talking about incense. Uh, I, yeah. Okay, that's true. I just the the reason that holy, <laughs> the reason that holy, uh, dollar sign H I T, K 
came about was I think because it was like a play on Holy Spirit. Like they wanted to besmirch the name of the Holy Spirit. Oh, really? So that's why I've always been leery of saying holy anything for... Yeah, we don't really say like holy anything in our house. Pretty much the like the expression that usually is heard is, oh my, <laughs> then it just ends. <laughs> oh. So, oh my. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Oh, Augustine now, he's 3 and he has started saying oh, I can't remember. He he says like Oh, boy. I like that. It's cute when you're three. We need to line Rory Helmick and your your boy up with some play dates here. I bet that would be some, some great stuff. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay, at Badger himself, Resident Brony asks, who is best pony? <laughs> um... Well, I would say Bill from the Lord of the Rings, but he's a. I know that's not what he's, he's talking about. He's a pony. About. Bill the pony. Oh, now sh- you're making me like second guess myself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess my favorite My Little Pony would have to be Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. Do you I, have a favorite? Uh, n- now I do. Now it's Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash is the coolest because. It's rainbow, and Dash goes fast. Um, my kids like the really princessy ones. I don't know what any of their names are. The really princessy ones. I like it. Yes. I like yeah. that. I like the princessy ones. Uh, tobacco Dad yeah. at Tobacco Poppy. This isn't a question. Uh, he didn't ask this in the question and answer, but this is a question uh, he just asked on Twitter, you guys are going to have Milo on too, aren't you? <laughs> that's, that's, well, yeah. I'm not Zach, so I guess I couldn't say. Uh, yeah, no, probably not. I don't know. It depends on how much money he's willing to give us. We, we sell out very quickly. Yep. Yeah. I only had to pay what, like 50 cents to be on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, those are the questions for now. We kind of asked it. We kind of asked it last minute. So I'm glad that people came through and asked us some questions. Do you have any questions for me? I know we've we've known each other all of like eight months, and I'm sure you have some burning questions. Get it. Get in uh, to the real Matt Baker. I don't know because everything I like you don't do. Like you don't drink coffee and you don't like I don't know. I don't know anything about sports. So there we go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. This Okay, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. Uh So That is a good question. Uh there's a movie that my family, I really liked growing up because we would watch it as a family, and it's great. It's called Evil Roy Slade, and it stars uh, John Aston, as you would know, who who is the father of Sean Aston, 
who is whoa who is i didn't even know oh my goodness yeah john astin i didn't even know about that he was also uh gomez in the original fam uh adams family whoa so are you serious yeah so john That's john cool. astin plays evil roy slade and he is uh a cowboy who like a robber who holds up trains and holds up banks and it's a comedy but he goes to hold up a bank and he falls in love with the gal he meets at the bank and then he tries to go straight and give up robbing people to win her love and affection and hilarity absolutely ensues <laughs> well sounds great yeah yeah and uh uh i really like Pirates of the Caribbean, because that kind of like made me want to try to get into acting and get into film and stuff. So I have like a I have like yeah. a soft spot for that movie. Uh, it didn't work out. Aww. But you know, here I am podcasting. So pretty much, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I mean, like you're a lot more famous now than you would have been if you would have been in any of those like movies, you know podcasting that's like the future it is the future movies are so 1920 they hit their peak they hit their peak uh once they became talkies it was all downhill from there yep yep as we know yes yep uh all right so uh shall we have a saint of the week yes if you have one i do have one it's right here it is St. Paul the First Hermit, not to be confused nice. with Saul, who became Paul. This is St. Paul the First Hermit. His feast day is January 15th, so a couple days ago. Uh, it's, claimed, it's claimed that he's lived alone in the desert from the age 16 to 113. Okay. Just like just you. Like, just like me. <laughs> uh, hashtag goals. He was betrayed by his brother-in-law. Uh, his brother-in-law basically gave him up to the persecutors. They were going through and persecuting all the good people. And he fled to the desert around 250 AD. He used leaves for clothing and only ate fruit until the age of 43 when a raven started bringing him half a loaf of bread every day. Okay. That's so cool. In 342 AD, Anthony the Great was told about St. Paul in a dream, and they met and they talked for one full day. Just he went there, found him, they talked all day and all night, and then he left. Uh, Anthony the Great went back a second time to go visit him and found that Paul had died. Tradition states that two lions helped Anthony the Great dig Paul's grave. St. Paul's Monastery Whoa. is located in the eastern desert mountains of Egypt near the Red Sea, uh, and it's believed to be the cave where he lived and where his remains are. Uh, the, cave, uh, the cave church of St. Paul marks the spot where Anthony and Paul met. He is the patron, of, patron saint of the Diocese of San Pablo in the Philippines, and the details the details are kind of hazy on uh, St. Paul's life, but 
most of what we know about him is written down in the Vita Pauli written by St. Jerome. So that was, I guess, if you are a hermit who lives on your own for basically 100 years, there wouldn't be a ton known about your life. But between St. Anthony the Great and St. Jerome, we know a little bit about St. Paul, the first hermit. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. I forgot to do this at the beginning. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z A C Mabry. Caitlin is at T with Tolkien. You can email us, podcast at RomanCircusBlog.com. Find us on iTunes, rate and review us if you want. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play. Caitlin shut down her Etsy shop. She sent her last orders away, so she's very sad, bittersweet for that. But <laughs> you can still find her on her podcast on iTunes, Tiwa Tolkien. Uh, yep. Donate to her Patreon, and you can get all the secret bonus episodes. You're, you've been doing podcasts to help people through the Lord of the Rings books, right? Yep. Yeah, we've got like a little mini episode for, I think, almost every chapter in the first book so far. Great. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. That's awesome. Well, uh, you know, best of luck to Zach, wherever he may be. We hope that he is alive and well and not just frantically trapped in an office crunching the numbers. Poor Zach. This is actually my podcast now, though. So, yeah. Sorry, Zach. Need that strong female energy. Zach yes. Zach just couldn't bring it. Neither of us could bring the strong female energy. Well, someone had to do it, so I'm happy to help. Someone had to do it. All right, great. Go uh, click subscribe on Caitlin's podcast, and Zach will be back next week for, for more jokes and more LOLs and more all the above. Thanks, Caitlin. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Of course. We'll see you all next week. Bye.